This morning I'm going to guide you in the process of adding these investigations to the three characteristics of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and the process of self. Um, And of course in a guided process like this, there's a pacing to it that may or may not map on to what feels good to you or what works for you. You may find this morning that it's just much more um, uh, in this in the place that you are to just regather around the breath. In that case, you can do these investigations lightly, and maybe even uh, not do them as much as I'm suggesting. And just so you are true to the the place you're in this morning, the way your mind and heart are. And also the, the pacing that I'm describing today is not necessarily something you should do all throughout the whole day. There again, you want to be able to uh, explore what's right at each moment of your practice, uh, at each particular sitting or walking. Generally speaking, most of us need to spend more time learning to collect ourselves and learning to deepen our ability to be stable and collected on the breath. But then in those times where you do feel there's some natural stability, then you can begin to explore and enjoy the process of looking at these three characteristics, permanence, unsatisfactoriness, and this process of self. So I'll guide you through that this morning, and then it's up to you to uh, use it wisely as you see fit. So to begin with, again, settling in, allowing your body to be comfortable, relaxed. Taking those moments you need to settle the body. And while your body is settling down through the layers into a natural stillness, or as still as the body wants to be or can be this morning, you can begin becoming aware of your mind and heart and the state that they're in. In this practice, before we intervene, we first acknowledge what state we're in. And then we, invo- then we invite our hearts and our minds to be more still, more relaxed, simple, finding a contentment in the way things are this morning. And with that basis of stillness, relaxation, 
simplicity, contentment, inviting ourselves in this direction. You can find the process of breathing and what it feels like and begin settling your attention, gathering it, devoting it to your breath. Allowing yourself to be content with something as simple as breathing and not as an agenda to go somewhere or get something, but just awareness of the breath simply for itself. becoming satisfied with one breath at a time.
And it's through this opening of contentment and simplicity and ease that we can invite ourselves into more stillness, a relaxed stillness. To whatever degree that there is contentment, we can use that to settle in a little more. Allowing the contentment in the body to be a basis for the body to become still. Allowing contentment in the mind to invite the mind into a little more quiet, a little more stillness. Resting again on this process of breathing. Now, without changing your area or direction of focus, right where you're resting your attention on this old friend, the breath, this old reliable experience of breathing, you can begin to notice that even though it's reliable and predictable on the one hand, each moment that you're aware of the breath, you're aware of a new experience. It may be similar to previous experiences, 
But when you feel the breath coming in or flowing out, right in that moment, those experiences are arising. They're arising fresh in that very moment. So settling your attention in a relaxed way to where you feel the breath and begin noticing each in-breath is new, each out-breath is new. The experience is happening right in the very moment that you're experiencing it. It's a fresh arising. keeping your attention centered around the breath and the fresh arising of the breath. You can also become aware that anything in your periphery of your attention, body sensations or thoughts or sounds, are also freshly arising. So not turning our attention towards these other experiences but just noticing that in the flow of your experience, everything you're aware of has arisen in that moment, the moment you are aware of it. Sounds and body sensations and thoughts to the degree that they're part of your awareness they too are arising in the moment you know them.
you might notice that adding this reflection makes the meditation complicated or unstable, in which case you would go back to just resting and regrouping in the simplicity of the breath. And at other times you might notice that adding this reflection actually makes the mind more vivid, less complacent. There might be a joy or a delight in this freshness. And now keeping your attention on the breath, you can try the second investigation, picking up the quality that everything you know is disappearing. As soon as you know the in-breath, it's gone. As soon as you know the out-breath, it's gone. As soon as you hear a sound, it's gone. As soon as a thought plays out, it's gone. And very quickly replaced by something else. But see if you can relax, rest in the breath, and see this quality that's been there all along. Nothing arises to stay. Each thing known disappears.
whatever you're aware of in this moment is now gone. That sentence is gone. That breath is gone. Any peripheral sounds and thoughts and body sensations, they're also gone, replaced by something new arising. See if you can find a relaxed and balanced relationship resting in the breath and becoming aware of this disappearing of experience. As an experiment, you might notice arising as you breathe in and disappearing as you breathe out, so that each breath has an arising in it, a fresh arising, and then a complete disappearing.
So as it's interesting to you, you can focus on arising, on disappearing, or see if you can combine them to see the arising and disappearing very close to each other. And then at some point, it's helpful to come back and just rest in the breath and simplify again. Put that investigation aside and just regroup, gather the attention, develop stability, simplicity and ease. Another investigation you can do while resting your attention in the breath is to be intimate with this felt experience that you're calling me or I. From within your body, from within your heart and your mind, 
where am I getting this impression? Where's the experience of a stable or lasting me? We're just opening up a little more intimacy with this sense of self. And again, we're looking for the experience of me, not the thoughts we have about ourselves, but this experience of who's inside here? Can I become aware of the sense of me, the one who's aware of breathing? If you meet this self, you might say, hello, hello self, hello meditator, hello to the one who's sitting here. And you might see if this feels like a static, unchanging being, or if this being is a part of the flow of experience. But first you have to say hello, see if you can stabilize an intimacy with the inside feeling of you.
And then again, resting your attention simply in the experience of breathing. Allowing yourself to be content and simple with this rhythm of the in and out breath. And the last reflection <clears throat> is to relieve yourself from trying to find any one moment's experience satisfying, worth holding on to, worth clinging to. Like a long strain, uh, strand of yarn passing through your fingers. It just keeps passing through. Our experiences just keep passing through. Whether they're pleasant, unpleasant or neutral. So as we become familiar with 
impermanence. It teaches us about satisfaction. It's more satisfying to have this open, intimate relationship to the passing of experiences than to chase experiences themselves. See if that's available to you as you sit breathing in and breathing out. Given the arising and passing and that's unstoppable nature of experience. Can we draw our satisfaction in being able to be at peace with things coming and going versus chasing experience? See if there's an intuition that's available to you around this topic as you breathe in and breathe out. And then simply <clears throat> back to the breath, letting these experiences flow through your awareness. Many, many moments of breathing in and breathing out. And again, finding the breath reliable, fulfilling in its way at one breath at a time, finding fulfillment in a mind that can be intimate with something as simple as breathing.
So in that guided practice, um, this uh, supporting your investigation into these three characteristics, most likely as you go through the day, you won't spend that much time unless you find there just happens to be a window that opens up where it's not a lot of effort to be in that particular investigation. But I wouldn't work as hard as we did uh, through this one guided meditation. I just wanted to give you a clear taste of how you could use the breath and then open up to these characteristics. And again, over time, as we become more familiar with them, we're less confused in areas that our discontent and suffering from life grows out of them. These three characteristics, knowing them better. <clears throat> the investigation into dukkha or unsatisfactoriness, um, I did that particular one very light because that one tends to be um, quite challenging to be developing satisfaction and breathing and a deep insight into the unsatisfactory nature of experience. That's a hard one to mature at the same time. So I would keep that particular investigation lighter. The one on investigating self and the process of self is also something I would do lightly at this point. Both of those tend to mature as we get much more familiar with and attuned to the arising and passing of experience. So of the three, I would spend time collecting yourself, gathering yourself around the breath as we have been doing all along. And then at times when it seems available, when your mind is fairly steady, you can watch the arising of experience, the passing away of experience, and then see if it's even within reach to see, oh, it's all happening at the same time, fresh arisings and passings away. So that's the one I would put a little bit more attention on. And then again, lightly throughout the day, as it seems interesting, I wouldn't make a big work project on it. Um, many of these things are much more available as we develop uh, even deeper samadhi. So that's where I would put the weight of uh, your practice today. Are there any questions about that particular instruction? Good question. <laughs> so the question is, uh, sometimes in the languaging of how we practice and in the experience of how we practice, it can feel like uh, I'm sending metta to myself. So who's the one sending and who's the one receiving? Is there, are there two of me in that? And the same would be becoming aware of the self. Well, 
who is the one becoming aware of what self. And so there can be a sense of there being, in the languaging, two selves. And <clears throat> there, there are layers to there are layers to that question, and there are layers, and there are answers on each of those layers. In the common view, um, there's one me, and so I'm kind of when I first start, I'm just doing the practice. Then, as I become, a, I can become aware of me, and that's the sort of a new thing that's not so common. So it does feel like there are maybe you know two inside, or maybe one central me is aware of the complexity of who I am. And so then there starts to be this multiplicity inside, the one who's practicing, the one who's making choices, the one who's aware of, of temple. <clears throat> and then as we drop in, as the mind becomes sort of clearer and clearer, I'm not even sending metta to the concept of myself. It's just that there is metta in, as part of the awareness of all that's happening. And I don't even need to kind of send it to me. It's just I'm allowing it to be a more robust part of my of the awareness, not even my awareness. There's just there's an awareness that doesn't. It's this gets philosophical, but my clear awareness is probably very similar to your clear awareness. So I wouldn't even call it temple at that point. It's just there is loving kindness arising, and it's aware of the room, it's aware of me, I'm aware, this awareness is aware of memories of my past, but it doesn't even have to be temple at that point. So there are just, there are layers, and we go up and down between them, and so in daily life, it's more practical that I'm sending loving kindness to you, and that's sort of how I get through the day, but as we get more subtle on retreat maybe, um, the, we're, we can become more aware of and more interested in this uh, unobstructed heart and mind that I wouldn't even say is temple at that point. It's just, it's, it's within the temple process, but, and that's what's caring for the being that it's arising within. I'm sorry if that gets a little bit um, ephemeral, but that's um, how I understand it and experience it. So you might find yourself going up and down capacities and some days I really need to care for myself and that really feels like the right perspective. And there are other times it's just a caring awareness, aware of the activities of temple, but it's not even temple at that point. So our question is, is it another part of the mind that's doing vipassana? It's, a, it's along that same trajectory, I mean, just to be honest about it, that it, it feels less and less like I'm the one doing practice, although that's how I kind of start retreat, and it's how I do my life, because I don't have such a refined awareness in daily life. But as I settle and clarify more and more, and so the analogy for me, that was helpful, is <clears throat> more and more what's clarified in this process is 
the water in the tank of the aquarium. And then more and more of what I'm aware of are these fish passing through it. And the fish passing through it are all the kind of busynesses that make up me. But there is something that's not so identified with temple through which temple is being very busy. So it's, it's the quality of heart and mind that begins to be more prominent. And then for a while we say, oh, my heart, my mind is getting clearer. But there comes a point when the heart and the mind become clear enough to say, oh, I don't, this clarity doesn't need to be owned. This clarity doesn't need to feed back into an eye mechanism. This clarity actually can watch the, the smaller orientation, try to claim it. And then it's like, I don't know, a child thinking it's driving a car. It's just cute. It's like the ego is trying to be the one who's aware, but the awareness is not contained. It's not a property of the ego. The ego is a busyness within the awareness. I'm actually going to stop us right there. I know it's a juicy topic. So, um, Hopefully with uh, interviews and your own practice and things will become more clear and there's more to come. So again, keep it simple today. Um, and if, you're, if your mind is enjoying the investigations, that great, that's great. If it gets complex, it's much better to just keep it simple when possible. Just be a simple breather. A lot of these things become easier to access the more we can be content with one breath at a time. So put your efforts in that direction. Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.